Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. Welcome, everybody, to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. As you know, I talk about four different types of freedom, time, financial, location, health freedom. In that light, I'm always interviewing entrepreneurs, people on the cutting edge, thought leaders, changing the world. So today we have a couple, uh, Julie and Glenn, and they are going to talk to us all about uh, becoming business owners, uh, entrepreneurship, spouses, um, and it's going to be a very fantastic conversation, highly engaging. I'm happy to welcome them to the show. So Julie and Glenn, welcome. Thank hey. you, Chris. Nice to see you. Yeah. Um, I know we had connected through Podmatch. Tell us a little bit about yourselves, your background, your journey, and how you got started. Yeah. So I met Glenn about 10 years ago, and we just decided to kind of turn the table upside down and revamp kind of business and what we were doing and how we were doing it. And again, finding your passion through all that's been, I think, one of the most fun journeys that we've been on including, you know, hosting our own podcast, starting several businesses. And again, it's just about finding your passion and getting out of your own way for us. Yeah, that's really um, interesting because I love, um, you know, in this day and age, because I work with physicians and executives and they're interested in becoming business owners and entrepreneurs. And so we'll get started. One thing is, uh, tell us um, what are the one thing stopping people from becoming business owners, getting out of their own way? So um, just touch a little bit on my background, because I think it's important to this discussion is, you know, I basically worked at a firm and the premise was just grind out tax returns and compliance work. And I finally realized that I'm doing business, right? I'm just doing the task. And that's what most people do in life. They have jobs and they do a task and then they decide to be an entrepreneur, but they really just make a job for themselves. And so it took a little bit of searching, but I found Julie and and those things. And I took what, all I've learned over the years with other clients that I work with entrepreneurs to realize, wait a second, it's not about doing business, it's about building a business. And then you have to realize that you don't know everything and you've got to hire a team around you and you got to get out of your own way. Effective, that's one of the sayings we always use. And it's, and it's about finding that thing that you do, but it's, not about that. It's more about running an organization because you want to build something bigger than yourself. Right. And that's what we try to do. And that's the biggest hang up that most people that are going to be entrepreneurs do is they think they're just going to go do a job, but they don't realize that they really need to build something bigger. Not they don't have to, but it certainly can be more rewarding if you do that. It's quite interesting because uh, there's uh, the talk about this concept of working on your business for working in your business and for the listeners out there it help elaborate and um, expand upon that so that's like if you're uh again we've had many a clients it doesn't even matter what you're in you be a cabinet maker a doctor a dentist a cpa financial planner podcaster it could be anybody the task that you do like say i'm going to be a doctor well you're going to see people and be a doctor doctor right but 
there's too many other things you have to do in your business to make it successful that does not involve being a doctor, right? Well, if you can perfect all those other aspects that, you know, you know, front desk, the billing, the nurse practitioners and, and build a business around what you do, then you can be in a position where you can scale that and hire other doctors to work with you. And now you're a business owner doctor versus just being a doctor. And so, so a picture that sometimes we like to paint when we talk about that is a hamster wheel. You know, we picture someone who's just on the hamster wheel, just making that wheel go around, making that wheel go around just to, you know, get to the next day. And so how do you get out of that hamster wheel to kind of be able to build something a little bit bigger than, you know, again, just going around in circles and circles and doing the tasks? Yeah, we're not saying you have to be a multi-billion national corporation. We're just saying that, you know, you want generally, if you're an entrepreneur, if you don't, if you're doing business, if you don't work, you don't get paid. If you're a business owner that's running a business, you're probably going to get paid if you're not there every day, right? And and that's the kind of the American dream goal that people would want. So it's just understanding that difference. I think that most people just don't know, and then they don't know how to do that, right? Yeah, and uh, you know, Julie, you put a you brought up a really good point. Is um, how do you people get off the hamster wheel as an entrepreneur and really grow and scale your business? Yeah, so I think it starts with building that team around you, you know, whether that's external trusted advisors or, you know, you start building an internal team. I think it it's both of those. And just really having the conversation and being truthful, honest and aware with yourself about what is your day to day. Sometimes I think we hear entrepreneurs and they tell us what they think we want to hear. And that sounds great, but that's not what actually is really happening, right? Mm-hmm. And so how are you able to go and have a trusted team around you externally that is able to tell you the truth, right? And I think that's been really hard for people to find is finding those mentors or those colleagues that are able, you're able to have those honest conversations. And I'm not going to lie, they're not, they're not fun. Mm-hmm. Glenn and I have them sometimes together and, you know, we walk away like, oh man, but you know, it's the truth and you know, you have to do something about it. And so being able to really have that awareness, define your goals define where you want to be. What's your vision? People can't, you know, if you can't lead a team without knowing where you're going, you can't get everybody on board. So really looking at it's it's the basics, right? What's your vision? What are your goals? What are your long-term goals? What are your short-term goals? Who do you have surrounding you that you believe you can trust? Who do you have internally that you believe are key people that you want to retain and keep and share that vision with so that they can help bring that team along? And I think it's, it literally boils down to the basics if you look at it. Well, the other part of that too is that um, a typical entrepreneur, they don't put the effort to measuring things, right? And the measuring has to be with, is the entity set up properly? Do they have a accurate reporting of their money in, money out? And are they looking at it so they can properly see what happened, evaluate it and make the changes? Most of entrepreneurs, they just run it from their checkbook and you cannot run a business that way because all you're going to do is just keep falling back in the same old thing. So we find with entrepreneurs, once you make them track, what is it, what they're doing legitimately, give them real data that says, if you do this, this, and this, meaning from, um, you know, how much you're charging, the type of segment you're in, you know, what, what makes you money, what doesn't make you money, manage those expenses you get an entrepreneur uh, a clear vision on that and what to do, they just go do it. But if they don't have that, they just wall around in a circle. It's the craziest thing. I can't explain. So Chris, can you tell based on our answers that one of us is very operationally driven and one of us is very number driven and the two shall never cross. No, we have a good cross mix, but it's funny how 
our, our minds just think completely different. And when you bring, I think some of those together, it really sets a business up for success. Yeah, it's really all about teamwork and, you know, I'll get into, um, you know, the spouses and, you know, the teamwork. Um, one thing that you really touched upon, both of you, was um, teamwork. And how do you, you know, come with some of the nuts and bolts of empowering teams and getting them to execute change? Because that's ultimately it's about the team that gets the job done. Uh, let me. I'm going to go first on one piece because then she can nail it. But if you are the owner or the leader, you have got to be able to define what you're trying to accomplish. And, and you have to not, and you have to be able to say, I'm going here, who's coming with, and then kick it to Julie. So I think once you've been able to define that, you have, everybody's, everybody wants to go towards something, right? Everyone wants to work towards something bigger. You have to be able to define what role everybody's taking in that bigger vision or else people are just aimlessly wandering down the stream and, you know, really no idea. And so I think it's about transparency, honesty and communication. And I think when you have those three things with your teammates and you're able to communicate what that vision is, where they fit in and honestly what they're capable of and not capable of you're really setting everyone up for success to kind of come come down the way. And I think what we've really learned in, in our journey is once we're able to kind of become united and knowing what that is and where we're going, for whatever reason, I think I sometimes become the person that has to go communicate with, with each, you know, each person and get them involved and going. But once you have a united front with, with your partner and you're, you're able to kind of go through that, no one can kind of crack through any weakness, right? But if someone senses a weakness and when you're going to make change or you're moving towards something bigger, they're going to eat at that, you know, hand over, like right out of, right out of your hand. And so the other thing I would say is just be a very united front with your, your business partner and make sure you're on the same page and you have each other's back because as you go through that, you define that you're having that communication, transparency, and honesty everyone's going to come with because they know exactly what they have to do day to day, month to month, quarter to quarter, and year over year. The the funniest thing, Chris, is that when you go and say you have a, uh, a teammate and they're, you, they're hired to do a certain thing, and then you just keep throwing other things at them and just assume that they like those things. Well, until you ask, they might loathe that. And if you can find out that this person hates this, but this person loves it. And this person hates it. And this person loves it. You just swap it out. Everybody's happy, but nobody thinks to ask. They just by proxy, they put them in there and just get it done. And, and that's not what you need to hire for positions and be crystal clear what you'd want people to do. It, it works every time. And I think as we've built teams, you know, we definitely sit down and have those conversations. What we may believe is someone's strength on our team is the thing that they hate doing. Mm -hmm. And so being able just to have those open conversations, open lines of communication, we always say on a team, you know, no one's weaknesses should ever show them through because someone else is going to pick up that and make sure that they're, you know, picking up the slack for that. But it's again, having that open line of communication and conversation that says, someone says, man, I just hate doing Excel, yet they're so good at it. But you never want someone to come in and have to do something they hate doing. So how can you tweak that? How can you take that task and move it to someone who just is like, I rock at Excel. And again, I'm using Excel as a blanket. We love know, Excel. Excel is awesome. I don't, but um, 
I just think having those open lines of communication and understanding what each of your teammates are doing and what they really enjoy doing is going to bring a lot better career success for each individual as, as you go through your journey. And and re- remember that a big thing is that an entrepreneur that has a specific trait that they're good at, say a, a doctor, a, an attorney, a CPA, a dentist, wh- whatever, they have a, they're great at that task. Most of them are, but it they've never been taught how to be a business owner. Mm-hmm. And that is a whole different skill set. Mm-hmm. And to think that me as a as a CPA that I know everything about business would I mean I'm learning a lot every day and I know more than the average guy. But if I was to, to me to saying I'm going to go off and be a dentist and think that I'm going to know everything, I'm just not right. And there's no disrespect to any other profession. There's a difference between practicing something and running a business in it. And most doctors and dentists and whatnot, and they work for a group. All those things are handled back office. They don't even know what's going on. They just go in and drill and fill or sew up people up and and they don't think about the backside. When you become an entrepreneur, you got to do all that. So you better have your team put together and you better be willing to learn. And what does it mean to be a business owner, not just to do it? Yeah, I love that. One thing is um, what I love is, you know, you have a teamwork and, you know, usually it's a business partner, co-founder, you know, spouse. Um, you, ha- you, come, you have this interesting idea where it's... Um, entrepreneurs and the spouses that love them. And I'd love to hear more about your thoughts on those. So uh, over the years, I just kind of default. I, I just recognize patterns as I've, you know, worked with thousands and thousands of entrepreneurs. And what ends up happening is there's a disconnect with an entrepreneur and the spouse. And it doesn't matter if it's the chick or the dude or the dude or the chick, it doesn't matter. But the things that go through an entrepreneur's head is a very scary place to be. And they, an entrepreneur is terrified to share that with anybody because it might be a weakness. It might be um, doubt. And so they just struggle in the quantum of solace on themselves. Okay. Well, as a spouse of that, they don't know what to think, right? Because they're not getting communicated to. And what happens when people don't communicate, you know, things kind of go apart. And what has to happen is um, I just figured out that there's a couple of tricks you can do to talk to entrepreneurs and the spouses who love them to say, this is probably really all. And when I interview them and talk to them, I'll know this is probably what your spouse wants to know. And you just got to tell them these couple things, which is we're going to be okay. I'm going to keep working hard. You got to trust me on this. And then the other side of it, the entrepreneur needs some things from their spouse and says, Hey, I support you. I trust you. I believe in you. I'm here for you. And they never really talk about those things because again, it is a terrifying thing because you're all alone. And when you can get a spouse to buy in, get your team to buy in, all those things, there's not much that an entrepreneur can accomplish if they have a good work ethic. Yeah. Julie, did you have any thoughts or ideas? I know you um, just get your thoughts. Yeah. Well, so that w- that whole concept is really what fueled the passion behind our podcast. Because entrepreneur, it's such a lonely world out there. And it seems like, you know, people have spouses that support them or whatever, but you're you're not able to kind of tell your story or give that advice or lean on anyone. And so that really, that whole concept was the whole founding idea for our podcast was to bring a community of entrepreneurs together to say, hey, everyone's going through the same thing. It's just sometimes, you know, hey, if we can have someone on and can give a shortcut or can talk about how they went through this and they came out of it and it's it's going to be okay. Um, that's really was the founding idea of, of the podcast was because we just know that the world out there for entrepreneurs is lonely. 
Yeah. I mean, I swear part half of what I do for a living when I meet with entrepreneurs and in the office is it's, it's probably more of a therapist than it is an accountant. If that even makes sense, they come to the office thinking they need accounting and we, <laughs> we do that, but that's not the primary thing. That's just a function of the other things we do, but ultimately they're there because there is something going on and they don't know what to do about it. And there's no direction, know how to communicate. When you can walk that through that and you see people just stand up, I mean, people break down in tears. It's the craziest thing you've ever seen because you're helping them achieve their dream. And that is the coolest thing you can ever do for anybody. And that is just, you know, we have this skill set of this knowledge of this database of things that we can share with people. And that's what we try to do. And it's, it's very rewarding. Sure. And then also about, because um, a lot of doctors, they they struggle with um, charging what they're worth. They feel guilty for charging for their services. And um, it's uh, really interesting what Glenn pointed out, business owner versus, you know, the skills. So to talk to a little bit more about culture and, and charging more for your services. So I just on the charging part, Julie, she, she gets the culture down. But as far as the charging thing goes, again, that comes down to understanding that you're in business generally to make a profit. And if you're not, that's okay too, but you got to be realistic of what you're trying to do. And if you're trying to make a profit, you need to back into what you need to make after tax, paying all your bills to know what that number is. Then you reverse engineer back up to, I got to see 400 patients in a month charging them X. After I hit that nut, then I can do some pro bono and do some free stuff because I'm, I'm taking care of, my family's taking care of. Well, doctors and everybody kind of does that backwards. They'll take anybody because that's just doctors like to help, counts like to help, everybody likes to help, but you have to have some sort of limit protocol schedule that I can only take this many of the freebies or the lower cost ones because I still got to make a living because if I can't make a living, I can't employ my team. I can't provide my, for my family. It doesn't work. So if they just do it backwards and reverse engineer it, it's a very easy thing to do. And then just knowing what the market will bear and, and go make it happen. And I'm going to be the bad cop. I and gen generally am. But the bad cop in me says when you're running a business, you have to take emotion out of it. So it's when you're hard, it's very hard. And I know that it's hard, but it, you you got to look at it from essentially an emotionless state. If some if someone was coming to you and asking you the same question of what would I charge or what should I be charging? In general, that entrepreneur business owner is going to tell them exactly what it should be. I, I'm still can't wrap my head around the fact that people can't then go take that advice and do it for themselves. For the value of people is so what they have to bring to the table is so much more than what they give themselves credit for. And I once heard this and, and Glenn, Glenn was there when we heard it. We heard this say, hey, if someone asked me what the weather is, that's just this side of the brain. That's easy. I'll, I'll talk about the weather all day long. But if you're going to go ask, you know, ask a doctor about how to do surgery on this really complicated nerve or something, again, I'm not in that business. <laughs> it's this side of my brain. The the minimum it's going to take for me to turn that on is X. And mm -hmm. I just think you have to think about it from a completely emotionless standpoint. I know that sounds like I'm such a bad cop, but when you're running a business, you, you, you're running a business for a reason and you've made that decision and you've made that leap of faith. You got to kind of stick to your guns on that. You got to know your value. And there's no reason you're going to devalue yourself and give yourself a discount. And I don't think you would advise your friends, your colleagues or anyone else to do the same. So I stick to that concept. And yeah. then as far as culture, that is something that I'm probably the most fiercely protective of in our business. Mm -hmm. Because as you know, when you build a culture, it's hard. And it's hard to get all the right people in all the right places and believing in all the same things. 
And so I think as you go through creating a culture, one, you got to define exactly what you're looking for. What are your top three core values that you want associated with your culture? And then how are you going to emulate and lead so that everyone can understand what those are? And as you're going through that, I think one thing to note is it's okay if you don't have all the right people in the right places, but recognizing that early on is going to help your culture flourish because one toxic person in that culture is going to take the whole culture down. And so as you're building something and you're emulating and you're leading and you're getting people to come along and you're creating that, and again, you you defined those top two, three, four, five core values that you really are going to lead your culture on. I think it's okay just to be aware when someone isn't the right fit because mm-hmm. they are going to take that culture down. You've got to fiercely protect that because the time and energy that it takes to build a successful culture isn't worth the the negative that one person may bring into it. And, and remember, the typical entrepreneur, especially somebody like a professional service person that knows that task very well, they just don't know those things. And, and because they're so perfect in what we do, a surgeon has to be perfect, a dentist perfect, CP has got to be perfect, attorney perfect. Well, running a business, it's a very far from being a perfect thing. And that's a very hard pill to swallow that it's okay if it's not perfect. You just got to be trending in the right direction because it's, they call it a, a medical practice, a CPA practice, an attorney practice, because we're trying to learn and evolve as we go. So entrepreneurs, you don't have to figure it out today, but try to make yourself, you put in the right position that you're trending in the right direction. You know what you don't know and you're hiring people to help you. And you, it's it's a, it's a journey. It really is. It's half the And fun. I think as you go through your journey, as Glenn talks about, the word grace is always something we use with clients and people on the podcast because grace is really, really important because it is a practice. It isn't a journey. There's no right, wrong. No one has done exactly what you're doing. So give you and your team a little bit of grace as you go through that journey. Yeah. I really loved all the, it's really been a very, um, fantastic conversation you have a lot of knowledge and experience um how a lot of people in the audience are interested in contacting you following you on social media checking out your website podcast how can they do that yeah so you can find us at harper cpa plus and plus is all spelled out plus.com and then we also host a podcast empowering entrepreneurs where we just like to have that organic come and that's again on apple spotify and anywhere you find your podcast yeah. And for all the listeners out there, let's thank uh, Julie and Glenn for this really fantastic episode. It's almost a masterclass. Uh, check them out um, on their podcast, LinkedIn as well. All of those resources will be in the links and show notes. And with that, thanks so much for providing so much value and coming onto the podcast. Thanks for having us, Chris. Thank Appreciate you. it. listening if you liked it be sure to like comment share subscribe we're on everywhere spotify itunes google amazon audible and without much ado be sure to thank this show's sponsors and we'll see you next week